Outlet Liquor is your place to buy a case. Stock up and save when you shop the lowest prices available every day at Outlet Liquor. You never have to wait for a sale. The more you buy, the more you save. Only at Outlet Liquor. What's your outlet? Yeah. Bill's Mafia. Don Brown. Yeah. It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the bills. It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the bills. It's the mafia, I'm with the Buffalo Bills. It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the bills. Hey, hey. Who you repping? What's your team? Who you repping? What's your team? You know I'm repping for my team. I got that challenge on my team. Micah Hyde, Jordan Boyer, can you catch it? Can you? Trade day is like a mask, do not catch it. Folks, welcome into a brand new episode of the Crowd Assist Podcast presented by Trainwreck Sports. As always, Wake here, Meerkat, Kevin. Happy 716 Day. It's the best day of the year. I know in Buffalo, every day is basically 716 Day, but specifically today, whether you're donating through what the Bills and Sabres have set up, purchasing stuff from 26 Shirts. I know we just put out a shirt with them that's benefiting uh, Gigi's Playhouse, so go check that out. Or if you're donating directly to any organization, Thanks for what you're doing today. This is why Buffalo is such a great place to live, and we're lucky to be a part of Bill's Mafia and the community. We'll get right into today. In honor of 716 Day, I think it's right we celebrate. We celebrate the Bills. We talk about some of the great performances we're going to see this upcoming season. Talk about who we think could take home some regular season hardware, like Offensive Rookie of the Year, Most Improved, things of that nature. So we're going to get going, and we're going to go with... Uh, to start, what one I think I'm most excited about, uh, and that's uh, best newcomer. A lot of new faces, a lot of raw prospects that are uh, on the team right now. Uh, and Meerkat, you and I were going back and forth, uh, you know, before we were uh, before we were starting here. And I know you got an interesting one for yours. So let's kick off the show with a great take. Who do you have for the best newcomer for uh, the 2021 Bills? Uh, see, brother Bill already knows my selection's going to be stupid. People aren't going <laughs> to like it, but that's what I'm here for. Uh, I mm-hmm. told you before I wanted to take Hodgson's, and that kind of broke your brain just because I've been standing him. But he, he is he a newcomer? I'd argue he is, but I'm going with Mitch Trubisky as the best newcomer for the Bills. I mean, this isn't because of the play I expect from him. I hope he's <laughs> the backup the entire season, doesn't see the field at once. But it's because he's the best newcomer because he takes that weight off our shoulders a bit. Like every year, every play last year that Allen took a hit, I was holding my breath, freaking out. I'm like, is this the play he gets hurt when he injured his elbow and stuff? A lot of things where you're thinking, man, it's a blessing. Josh Allen hasn't suffered a worse injury yet the way he plays. I mean, he's durable as hell. He's a tough son of a bitch. I mean, I love the way he (laughs) plays. I don't want him to change it, but – it's still worrisome that you think last year Matt Barkley could have been the guy leading us in the playoffs or something, which no disrespect to Barkley, incredible locker room guy, big train ride mm-hmm. guy, but still just scary thought. And you take this <laughs> roster right now and you put, you know, Matt Barkley on it, just same roster, but Matt Barkley starting at quarterback this year. What do the bills go? Six and 11, uh, you know? So mm-hmm. Josh Allen staying healthy and stuff. Great. But now we have the best, backup quarterback in the NFL, a guy who can be serviceable if we need with the talent around him, I believe. So just for the fact that we have an insurance policy, the weight off our shoulders, it's Mm -hmm. Trubisky for me. 
I mean, he definitely fits the role very well right now. You know, Warren Sharp recently put out his big book on, uh, you know, giving his thoughts on everything. And he get, he gives the Bills like the third best quarterback room in the NFL right now because of who's behind Josh Allen. You know, that takes that into account, too. Um, you know, I, I, I really, like you said, I hope to God we don't have to see him. But someone did say the other day, there was like a Twitter poll, who's a better quarterback wide receiver combo, Mitch and Diggs or Josh and Duke Williams? And that's a harder question to answer than, uh, than you might think. So I don't hate the pick. It's fun. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, it's just it, it's just the fact of the weight off the shoulders and the insurance there. It makes me feel a lot better about our continued success if something happens. Because without Allen last year, I was terrified. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kevin, thoughts on Mitch, and then uh, give us your best newcomer. I think I was pretty adamant on the Bills. One of their weak their weakest positions as a unit was the backup quarterback spot. I just had no no faith that uh, Barkley could even tread water. Um, so along those, those, I was pounding the table that it was one of their biggest weaknesses last year was backup quarterback. The bills got lucky, not needing to, you know, they maybe could have gone a game or two or three and still survived, but anything long-term and it was not going to happen for the team. Um, so they got lucky last year. You need an insurance policy. Like you take out on your house, like you take out on your car, like you might take out on your life. You need an insurance policy. And that's what Mitchell Trubisky is. He's he gets it done. I mean, he was getting compared to by jo- to Josh Allen before Josh made his big leap last year. Yeah. Um, so they're similar quarterbacks. You don't have to change the offense much. I think it's a fair pick. Um, probably number two for me would have been uh, Mitch Trubisky, only because whether we need to utilize that insurance mm-hmm. policy or not mm-hmm. you know, remains to be seen. Um, but I think not needing to take out that insurance policy. I think the thing that you'll see the best newcomer is Emmanuel Sanders. I think he is the exact wide receiver that the bills were looking for. They were trying to get him before Stefan Diggs. Um, they've been trying, you know, Brandon Bean likes his players and he tries to target certain specific receivers who get open. That is the thing he loves the most in a trait in a receiver. He wants them to get open. Um, Emmanuel Sanders gets open and there has been productive older receivers I think it was Rob Quinn from, I think he's at cover one, um, said, researched it and said, um, you know, the quarterbacks are right receivers are more productive older than you would think. You would think it's a very limited list, like this tiny little small fraction of a list. It's not. There's been more effective older receivers. Emmanuel Sanders, I expect in this offense with a passing quarterback, with with pass protection that they have in this in this offensive line, that's their strength. Um I think I see a lot from Emmanuel Sanders being able to stay healthy, which he's always been able to do, unlike John Brown, and be very productive wide receiver, too, for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, no, Kevin, it's funny. Emmanuel Sanders was my pick for this, too. And I think he's extremely underrated. Like, if you look at the quarterback play that he's had to deal with lately, you know, after Peyton Manning, you know, being there, you know, Trevor Semyon, Case Keenum, Drew Brees after his peak, Jimmy G, who – you know, he's just not good, honestly. And Joe Flacco, Paxton Lynch, Brock Osweiler, and you, you can throw Taysom Hill in there too. And even so, like he's put up some really good seasons. His first season after Peyton Manning left with Paxton Lynch and Trevor Simeon, he put up over a thousand yards. So, you know, it, I think that the only thing that stops him from making a huge impact and being best newcomer is maybe Gabe Davis taking reps away from him because he might earn them. That's the only thing that I could see stopping that. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I I think so for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Meerkat. Yeah, I don't disagree at all. I think Sanders is going to be used pretty heavily in this offense. People are saying, I saw an argument on Twitter saying, you know, is Sanders 
for sure the wide receiver two right now. Like, can Gabe Davis push more? But Gabe Davis was the wide receiver two last year. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't think he's going to lose snaps. I think if anyone's losing snaps to Emmanuel Sanders, it's Cole Beasley. Um, But still, I I still think Sanders is going to be a huge part of this offense. Great addition. Yeah. If if we're going by, you know, standard best newcomer, that's who I would have gone with for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought you guys both loved Breida. By the way, I was expecting I no, one I'm of not, you to I'm say not a Breida. It's Wake. I'm okay. not. It's on me. Yeah. It is okay. on me. I just think he fits better, a little bit better than than the guys they have. But you know, you're gonna okay. hear. I, I have changed my tune a little bit. I am coming around to the idea that maybe it might not be Burita as an RB one uh, for this team. But we'll get to that in just a little bit. Uh, we'll keep going now. Next award that we're gonna try to uh, give our thoughts on: most improved. Uh, so Meerkat, we'll start with you. We'll keep going the same order. Who do you see as the most improved player on the Bills when this season is over? I'm going with a guy I've defended on this podcast a few times pretty adamantly. I've defended everywhere. It's the whole backfield I've been defending, but I'm going with Devin Singletary specifically. I mean, you guys see how jacked he is right now. Let, let's see. <laughs> he's ready. He's ready to roll. But that that aside, I know that doesn't really matter much. But I mean, it does. But I'm not. I'm not counting that. I mean, <laughs> Moss took away some snaps from him for sure, and will continue. So I like Zach Moss. I like this the duo in the backfield a lot with them. But Singletary is getting a really bad rep online. Like he wasn't bad last year. His production wasn't too far off his rookie season. His rookie season, he had 969 total yards. Last year, 956. 13 less total yards. He increased his catch percentage by 6%, which I know he had a couple bad drops on some screens that are terrible looks. They stand out more than anything else. So people are going to say he can't catch a ball. He's getting worse at that. And the biggest number that I keep bringing up is the yards before contact. As a rookie, he had 2.7 yards before contact, which is which is great. He produced good like per rush averages last year that went down because he was at one and a half yards before contact that's awful that's terrible I mean there was some (laughs) flux on the offensive line new system being put in stuff like that so Devin Singletary with an offseason to adjust them not addressing you know not going up for getting Travis Etienne or addressing running back really other than Brita who I think is going to be a niche role type guy I think they trust Devin Singletary and Zach Moss to both have more productive seasons this year and yeah i'm just sick of the singletary hate i think he's gonna have a good year yeah no i and and this ties into mine a little bit so uh, i'll let kevin comment and then i'll go uh you know kevin i know you were a big fan of travis Etienne if the price was right in the draft Mm -hmm. um so so how do you feel about the singletary being an improved player this year i mean i think he's got the opportunity now it's july 16th the no running back move was made whether they liked etn or not doesn't really matter anymore um we could talk about it on this show but i mean Mm -hmm. it doesn't overly matter they didn't they didn't get him he went Mm -hmm. before him and whether they care or not we will never know. Um, but, you know, neither of the running backs were there. I was told the Bills, once again, liked the third running back, and that was it out of this class. Um, and, you know, they doubled down on defensive end. That's what they wanted to do. Um, however, I like the Singletary pick because, I mean, I think he needs to have a longer leash. I don't – I think yeah, that at 100%. times in the game they yank him. I don't love it. it. It wasn't like he did anything egregiously wrong at times. They just yanked him. And then they put in Zach Moss who fumbled on the one-yard line. I mean, it, it is what it is. Like, I mean, but I think Singletary's a good pick for this role. I think that he could win that. I think he would be in the running as long as no running back move is made there. Um, so I think he's a fair 
fair choice for for this for this exercise. Um, but for me, I'm going with my most improved. I think by the year end has to be Mitch Morse. I've talked about it a couple times on this mm, show already. Yeah. That for the Bills to be better, the offensive line needs to be better. Um, Daryl Williams played pretty good. Um, you know, obviously Dawkins is is good. Um, so who, where am I pointing the interior offensive line? I'm going with Mitch Morris. We don't know if Lamp's going to start. We don't know what's going to happen with Feliciano. We don't know how, you know, with Butker, how that's going to work at the guard spot. Um, so I think for me, it's Mitch Morris. He needs to be better. Um, he needs to be more consistent. He, he's shown really good film at times. Mitch Morris is going to be an anchor on this team. And I think he's going to show his worth to this offensive line. Another year in the system, as long as you can stay healthy, I want to see Mitch Morris's name here off of the we need a we need a center list going into next season. Yeah, the only reason we would need a center going into next season is a young one to for him to groom and you know, you know, train to be his replacement in a few years. Uh it was Mitch Morse was someone I was gonna consider for this honestly. Uh mm-hmm. you know it's it's he he has back in Kansas City he he really really you know was a franchise center and he's dropped off a little bit since we brought him in here um and i think overall the offensive line play is going to be better this year one more year of continuity one more year of people who have never played in a wide zone style offense guarding in a wide zone style offense together again uh you know mitch morse is a fantastic candidate for this Meerkat? i like that too because mitch morse is more improved this season so will devin singletary right up the middle of that mm-hmm. uh line there so yeah mitch morse is a guy he hasn't really reached the peak of what we expected from him from uh you know once we signed him from kansas city with the money he gets he's been a guy who people have you know speculated could be a cut candidate the past what two off seasons now already mm-hmm, yeah. and not like and um so yeah transitioning styles and stuff last year was big that's why i think the whole run game and offensive line is gonna have a more improved season this year for sure um just based off of you know continuity and stuff they keep the group together they like their guys and familiarity now so i like the morse pick there he that's a guy who needs to be improved i mean it's no doubt we're both picking something to do with the running game um yeah. at some point because let's be i mean that general manager would probably say it needs to be coming from the running game. Yep. Mm, yeah, the only – it would be running game or tight end room, and I'm sticking with the running game actually as well. And, you know, and I was – I've been high on Burita. I think he can be a really, really great player in this offense. But also, I just think this running back room as a whole has a really high floor. I think it really does. The talent is there, and they all have a little bit of a different skill set. It reminds me of something that Kyle Shanahan would want in San Francisco. He would love having these running backs together. And that's why I'm picking Zach Moss for my most improved this year. Because he was objectively worse than Singletary. That's absolutely true. Like, he had a lot more fumbles. He has a lot more room to grow. It's He was his rookie year, and, and that, that's yeah. all right. That's okay. But I just think that he's going to have the most opportunity in this Bills offense based on the games that they struggled in. So against Kansas City, Tennessee, the three of the four games they lost last year, they faced abnormally large boxes they faced a lot of men in the box and when and and that is the formula for beating josh allen he's amazing at evading mm-hmm. the pressure but he was actually statistically one of the worst quarterbacks when the pressure actually got to him last year in the nfl which is really shocking and zach moss the best run blocking running back in the entire nfl last year yeah. as a rookie that's a mind-blowing stat and i and I'll, i'm gonna find i have to go back in my twitter likes a while to figure out where it came from but uh I, but it, it was mind-blowing and him being able to do that, I could see him being on the field more just because one, we want to protect Josh Allen and keep him clean. But two, 
he's also the best. He was the most efficient running back last year outside of TJ Yeldon, who had 10 carries <laughs> um, <laughs> when running into stacked boxes. And he was much more efficient than Singletary. So I think for those reasons, he'll just have more opportunity than some of the other running backs. He'll be on the field a bit more. And I think he's going to be able to capitalize on it this year. Yeah, I mean, that's we're, we're two peas in a pot almost just saying, you know, <laughs> who needs to be improved? It's the running game. And I said, you know, me picking Singletary doesn't mean I expect Moss to be bad. I think mm-hmm. both of these guys can be take a big jump. I think both of these guys can be productive together. Um, they're good. I, I like their, you know, how they complement each other. And Moss had his woes as a rookie here and there, but he had his flashes. And that pass blocking is very valuable, especially now without TJ Yeldon, who would be, you know, mm-hmm. a third down guy for them, whether he was going out for a pass or just blocking, which he did serviceably really well for us. Um, so yeah, Zach Moss, I like that pick too. I hope, I hope both the running backs improve <laughs> Matt Breida, whatever. <laughs> it's a solid third. Is it a solid RB three? Yeah. Solid RB3. I'll temper my expectations. I love running backs and fantasy, so I always gravitate towards the fun guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kevin, thoughts on Zach Moss? I know you're, you know, everyone's a little down on him. I know, I know you're one of them, right? Oh, just didn't have a great rookie yeah. year to me. Like, I mean, I just, to sum it up, like, he just, I didn't like his ability to hit holes. I didn't personally think he showed a ton. I mean, he was able to break tackles. It's evident by his advanced statistics and mm-hmm. um, the, the run blocking wasn't particularly good. Um, you know, so maybe there's some of that stuff there that bodes well for him in his sophomore year, but mm-hmm. you know, players tend to take, especially offensive players tend to take a sophomore slump. So we'll mm-hmm. see, we'll see. I don't, I hope not. Um, <laughs> we'll see what Zach Moss is able to do, but that running game means to improve. I wouldn't be shocked if it came from this, this, this award goes to Zach Moss or Devin Singletary, um, mm-hmm. because quite frankly, there's a lot to improve on there. So, exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. so we'll see what ends up, but, um, you know, they the, the running game needs to be better, and we'll see if we'll see if that's addressed in the next four weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, and, and and I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, but you know, we'll we'll see. Is uh, you know, training camp's just eleven days away from starting now, I believe, which is hard to believe. So uh, you don't know what'll end up happening. Like exactly, X player comes in the market for a sixth, and Dean's like, yeah, I got to do it. Yeah, a hundred percent. Before we get into the last three awards, defensive MVP, offensive MVP, and team MVP, want to tell you guys, of course, we are sponsored by Amherst Alehouse. They did have the McGregor fight there the other night, oh, and oh, it yeah. was a great team. Meerkat, were you there by chance? Oh, yeah, I was there. Uh, yeah, Great people at the Amherst Alehouse. Incredible atmosphere for the fights. We're doing mm-hmm. it again, I believe, on July 24th. Don't quote oh, me yeah. on that, but I know there's a big pay-per-view then. So, yeah, just great people, great atmosphere, great food, great beer. Yep, and of course, one of the businesses that you should be supporting on 716 Day, if you're going to eat local, maybe get some dinner from Amherst Ale House. Uh, obviously, great friends of the program, uh, and we will obviously continue our partnership with them. Very grateful for them uh, being on the train, because the train never stops. Who's not stopping for you on defense, Meerkat? Defensive MVP, who you got? There was a. This is the one I feel like you can go the most ways that definitely makes sense. But I'm going with Matt Milano. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Milano just so important to this defense. You saw it last year. We were outside of the AFC Championship game. We were undefeated when he was in the lineup. I think he's the perfect partner for Tremaine Edmonds in the linebacking mm-hmm. core. Whether, whoever the third guy is, AJ Klein, Tyrell Adams, whoever that ends up being. Um, I don't think it matters as much as Milano staying on the field next to Edmonds. And we've talked about it too. Star coming back is going to help this linebacking core. So as long as Milano can stay healthy, big if, 
I, I think he could be the defensive MVP. They love him. We re-signed him to, I, in my opinion, a great deal, the four years, yeah. $44 million. I mean, I thought he was going to fetch, what, around 13 to 15 a year. So I, I don't know the logistics of it. Kevin would know better, but I feel like that was a great signing. Um, and yeah, he's just a superstar caliber player. He not a great pass rusher, but still great in pass defense and stopping the run, reading plays. He's got that twitch react, um, even though he can over pursue at times and stuff. But I feel like that defensive line play elevating is going to bring his play back up to, you know, what was it? A, not last year, two years ago, 2019. I mean, he had an incredible season. So I want to see him get back to that. Um, yeah, if you, just stay healthy, dude. Please drink more milk. Drink more milk. Yeah, yeah, three and a half sacks last year. I mean, definitely. And, and with a better defensive line play, that could definitely go up. Um, you know, Matt Milano has always been a, one of my favorite players because if you do, you guys remember the uh, the game with the streaker against New Orleans a few years ago? Well, that was yeah. on my birthday, and I went there and I left early, about five minutes before the streaker happened, because mm-hmm. in front of me, this guy just kept yelling, "Matt Milano hates losing." Like for literally 20 minutes straight. So Matt Milano hates losing, and that's why he's going to be the defensive MVP. (laughs) Exactly. Mm -hmm. Kevin. Uh, I mean, how can I def- how can I fight the guy in front of you that says Matt Milano hates losing? Like I, I, don't, I don't have any I don't have any I don't let's go to him live somewhere. I don't have any more analysis on that. Um Matt Milano's a good pick. He'd probably be second or third on my list for sure. I didn't honestly think he'd be a bill. I mean, the contract was good. I mean, basically yeah, yeah. it's probably something being through Adam early in the process or close to early in the process. Like, this is what we got. Come back to me if that's what it is. And he came back to him, maybe fetched the market, maybe a lot of one year, $10 million deals out there or something. Yeah. Um, and he was like, you know what? I like Buffalo. I like this defense. I like our chances. I like our odds. I don't want to up and root if I don't have to, I'll take the guaranteed money and I'll go there. Um, and, you know, Bean did a phenomenal job on that contract, but for me, it's Trey white. I think he gets back to mm-hmm. an MVP caliber form. Mm-hmm. I think that the COVID year was weird. The opt out possibility got had him a little bit, you know, he, it was still Trey White and was still very good, but certainly, you know, there's some could have been some things there he was battling with and, you know, showed some flashes of, of you know, not quite himself, but Trey White, phenomenal, fantastic cornerback, another good player on a good deal um, that the Bills got um, for what he could have, you know, could have been paid. Um, so Trey White's my guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's a defensive MVP and he's going to lock up receiver one in this league this, this season. And, um, I think a lot of favorable matchups this this year for the Bills defense. Yeah, I mean it's it you can't argue with that. I mean he's the franchise cornerback. He's 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 easily probably the most talented player on this defense. And you know him combined with the safeties back there and combined with whatever cornerback two we have. I mean say what you want about Levi Wallace and Dane Jackson. Like th- those are solid CB twos. Were a lot better off there than some other teams really are. So you know it's very easy tra- for Trey White to just lock up with everybody around him too. The, that that secondary just makes everybody so much better. Um, so yeah, I I love the Trey White pick. I was happy when we backed the trucks up for him because, man, I did not want four for sixty nine. I mean, yeah. it wasn't crazy. It wasn't crazy. It was perfect. Oh, yeah. It would be backed up an appropriately sized truck. <laughs> Meerkat, how do you feel on uh, Trey White in twenty twenty one? Yeah, he was my honorable mention uh, on go. my list right here. So I love Trey White. I was actually listening to an interview the other day, Jalen Ramsey on million dollars worth of game, and yeah. they, they asked him his top five corners, and you know. He goes immediately, Stefan Gilmore, 
Trey White, and then he had trouble naming the other ones, but immediately Trey White. And when you know when high level guys respect you, you know you're at that level with them. Trey White shows he could be at that level. Take away Trey. I mean, in the fourth <laughs> quarter, his turnovers are his turnover numbers in fourth quarters the past what three years are absolutely insane. Um, he, he's a clutch player. He's the lifeblood of this defense. He, he's a fun guy. It brings the locker room together, throws snowballs at the owner. How can you not want Trey White to be <laughs> the best player on the football field? No, 100%. You're right. And, and I'm sticking in the secondary for mine, and I'm going with Jordan Poyer. You know, I Ooh. think that he's he's he is really – the back, him and Micah Hyde together are the backbone of this defense. They, they're where it all started, and they're kind of the heart and soul of it. And, you know, I, I don't think there's a coincidence that obviously, you know, this past offseason or during this offseason, we learned that he struggled with alcoholism. And last year was actually his first year ever playing sober in the NFL. So first of all, kudos to him for coming out with that story and kudos mm-hmm. to him for, you know, conquering such a major obstacle in his life. But, you know, if you get your body right, you get your mind right, especially, you're going to ball out in the NFL. And last year, you could argue that it was one of his best years as a pro. He had career highs in tackles. He was number four in the NFL in solo tackles, career highs for QB hits, and he had two interceptions all along to go with it. And he's always getting in the backfield, always making mm-hmm. an impact. And he shows up when the Bills need him to. If you remember, he had that big interception in the Arizona game that kept it interesting and gave the Bills another chance to go ahead. He also, in the Seattle game, when Seattle was coming back, he had an interception in the first half to stop them from getting to within one score. So it was a really – he's just such a phenomenal player, both on the field – and in the community, and I think he's going to continue to get the recognition he deserves. Uh, you know, when we give these awards out at the end of this year. Yeah, I mean he he was on my list top five. I mean he's mm-hmm. he's there. I mean I think he's a uh, great story. Um, mm-hmm. You know he part of he's a part of a top three in the league safety combo. I mean the Bills are strength in the backfield. Wish they wish they address corner two, but you know, they're, 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 they're strong there. I mean, the bills are very good in the back end of the, of their roster, very good in the back seven from linebacker and their, in their DBs. Um, we'll see what the defensive line comes up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like the pick there too. Poyer is the do it all guy on defense, run support, pass coverage. They throw him in on the blitzes and stuff there too. Really just a do it all guy. He, he's so important to this defense and, yeah, I mean, second year playing sober now might might even ascend. Who knows? At twenty nine, might have his best year coming up. Um, yeah, yeah, he, he's got to be important for this secondary for sure. Him and Hyde, just such a great combo. Um, yeah, I love the pick. Yeah, and he's never been selected to do a Pro Bowl, which is just unfathomable. Last so. last year was a rough one. Yeah, that that was yeah. rough not picking him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think for the last two, you know. There's probably a little bit less debate on it, uh, to be completely honest. I know the reason that I wanted to do this show is because uh, Colin, one of our former interns, now full-time, you know, he does everything over at Trainwreck. He was phenomenal. Just put out an article uh, with his preseason award. So check that out. That's where uh, the idea for the show came from. So kudos to Colin. Um, but, you know, mind matches, and I imagine you guys are going to have the same offensive MVP and team MVP for myself. So Meerkat, you know, kick it off, but I feel like we're just going to talk about how great these two players are. Who's your offensive MVP? Offensive MVP is Diggs. Um, 
because the other guy who's going to be really important on the offense, I have winning the team MVP award. So Diggs, I mean, (laughs) is he going to have the exact same production this year? Maybe a little less. I'm not sure, but he's still going to be the go-to guy, the number one guy. He's going to have multiple hundred yard games this year. He's going to dazzle you at times still. His connection with Josh is incredible. I want to see that grow. I love those two guys together. Um, I never want them to leave Buffalo ever. I wish they could stay the age as they are now and be locked down on 100-year contracts. But sadly, that's not the case. So I, I thought maybe of going with somebody like a Deion Dawkins because, you know, he's been so consistent. Sure. Um, yeah. And anchors that line who I think is going to have a bounce back year. I, I thought maybe Gabe Davis because I think he has a good chance to lead this team. Why At least, yeah, the team outside of Allen in touchdowns <laughs> this year. That's one of my predictions. But – uh. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you just can't not go digs here for me personally. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, he he set records for for Bills franchise history last year, and 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 so did Josh. So it's it's hard to go against either of them. Um, you know, he, he's being drafted as a number one, like, you know, fantasy receivers being taken in the first round, like his production is, was just unfathomable. There's no reason to think that it's going to go down. And, you know, it's, it's, it, it's, it's just it's amazing how well that trade worked out for both sides honestly it's really incredible yeah, yeah i mean there's not much more to be said my mvp would be dawson knox this season no, i'm just kidding um, <laughs> i admit that the tight end room's pretty weak but um yeah. stefan diggs is i mean there's i mean outside i mean you could predict he gets hurt or something and try to try to try to play around and yeah be cute about it yeah maybe emmanuel <laughs> sanders or something i mean i don't know um but he's definitely the offensive MVP, if you can't pick the same, like for me, it's definitely Josh Allen. Um, so mm-hmm. I think, you know, could he be double dipped here? Team MVP, overall MVP. I mean, I don't know. You guys tell me the rules. Um, <laughs> but I mean, Josh, Josh Allen to me um, definitely is going to be this team's overall MVP, this team's, you know, offensive MVP. Um, I mean, I think he makes the team better. He's got the leadership skills. You know, he brings the room together. Um, I mean, the Bills haven't had a player like this in 20-plus years. Um, so I I think he's an exception to maybe give both of these two to me because if something does happen to Diggs, I think Alan, you know, Meerkat said Gabe Davis. Well, why would that be? It's because you got the quarterback to get Gabe Davis the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so overall, it could be Emmanuel Sanders. And, I mean, Gabe Davis is a – like they're talking about handcuffing Diggs with Gabe Davis. Like he's a handcuffable wide receiver in yeah, fantasy oh yeah. football because mm-hmm. if – any playing time additions come for Gabe Davis's second year in the system. I mean, could be dynamite fantasy numbers. Um, yeah. So, you know, he's like the number one guy you draft to handcuff Diggs and or Beasley and or Emmanuel Sanders um, mm-hmm. because as a wide receiver four, technically, um, you know, he's worth a dollar. If you're in an auction, you're two dollars in an auction, you know, whatever. Oh, my God. Yeah. Whatever style you play. Um, Gabe Davis is, is, is a great pick and it's all because of Josh Allen. Josh Allen's yep. going to get this going. If the running game gets going, it's going to be because you can't stack the box. Josh mm-hmm. Allen's the key to this team. If he's hurt, we do have a better insurance policy in Trubisky, but what makes this team a super bowl contender, if Josh Allen's out for the year, it's over. Now, yeah. if yeah. Trubisky can play f- four to six weeks, that's diff. That's a different scenario. 100%. Out for the year does. I mean, I mean Kevin could be the backup. Meerkat could be the backup. It, <laughs> it could be Barkley again. Um, but if Josh Allen is only out three to six, four to six, something like that, that's where that insurance policy matters. But Josh Allen's a team MVP, offensive MVP. He brings it all together, and he will. 
if they get something out of the tight end room, it will be because Josh Allen gets something out of the tight end room. Yeah, he, he will get something out of the tight end room. That's how it's going to happen, absolutely. You know, the 6.5 touchdown percentage on his throws last year is just kind of, you know, it, it's that's incredible. And just based on the improvement that he's shown year after year, there's no reason to say that that's not even going to get higher. Like Aaron Rodgers led it with 9.1 last year. That might be a little unattainable, but I wouldn't be shocked if he threw touchdowns on 7% of his throws next year. Maybe we are running the ball a little bit more because, you know, that because they're doing better. And then that makes everything even easier for Josh Allen. So, you know, especially with the 17th game, extremely feasible that he reaches 5,000 passing yards. Like people should be excited about what to expect from him next year. Yeah, 100%. Anything short of, you know, MVP consideration isn't out enough out of Josh Allen per <laughs> expectations at this point. But still, yeah. Kevin brought it up. Trubisky, season long? No. No, he, he's the serviceable backup. Allen is the absolute pillar of this team. You could say you could take one player off of the roster that does the most detriment to the entire team's success, everything about it. It's obviously Josh Allen. He, he, how many more MVP votes did he have than Patrick Mahomes last year? Two. <laughs> but still, <laughs> it just it kind of covered it all. You guys both did. Um, Josh mm-hmm. Allen is the team MVP. That's who we expect it to be. And if he's not, then things things might not be going so well. <laughs> yeah, no. And I think things are going to be going pretty well. But if you guys disagree about any of these, obviously let us know. We're usually wrong. Sometimes we're wrong. Okay, no, we have a good idea. I'm Maybe wrong something. a lot. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> we have Bartha Bill said it himself. Meerkat selections are stupid. So if you disagreed with Meerkat about any of his selections, whether let him know. Singletary, Matt Milano, let him know right now. Mitch Trubisky? What? <laughs> Tweet at Meerkat Cat. Uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. This has been a new episode of the Crowdsys Podcast. Thank you, Emmer Salehouse. Thank you, Outlet Liquor. From all of us here at Trainwreck Sports, we'll see you next week.